Hey guys, welcome to episode 224 of the podcast with my guest, Nicole Bloom. I want to get uh, right into shout outs because um, uh, I've been remiss and I got so many wonderful notes uh, around the Thanksgiving time. I too like to give thanks around Thanksgiving, so I really appreciated being included in some people's things they were thankful for. If you told little me that... um, that I would get uh, notes like that for, from people for Thanksgiving, I would have felt like my life was worth living in the future. So uh, my 10-year-old self thanks you, my 20-year-old self thanks you, my 30-year-old self thanks you. Uh, I want to thank for your emails, your wonderful emails, Jack, JD, Roberto, Rhea, Writer's Block, Brandon, Beth, Steve, LM, and Nick. On Facebook, I want to thank Jamie, Aaron, Jake, Kevin, Sarah, Zach, Emma, and Allison. Um, thank you, thank you, thank Thank you. I hope you enjoyed your holidays, everyone who was listening to this, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I am trying to think of things I should be letting you know about other than SF Sketchfest, which is uh, one of the number one things on my mind. Um, very excited about that. And uh, as you know, by now, our lineup is announced and tickets are on sale and we're going to be announcing some additions uh, in the very near future as well. So if you're thinking about coming out, I just hope you do. Okay, that's it. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. Not that you have to issue a huge warning for MASH. I'm yeah. recording. Okay. So if you just keep your mic kind of near your, okay. yeah, like as if you're doing a very casual yet very formal show gotcha. <laughs> on the stage. Um, do you do stand up at all? No. Yeah. I don't either. So it's not like a, I'm not like, do you do, you don't do stand up? <laughs> Shake my head disapprovingly. Yeah. No, I've wanted to, but I feel like the structure for stand-up is really specific, and I've never been able to um, write in that way. Yeah. So I, it, I don't. Know, I guess it's kind of scared me off. That's yeah, I find it very scary. Yeah. I mean, I think if someone wrote my material, like, <laughs> know, right? like how I get to do as an actor, like, yeah. I'd be down. Uh, this yeah. is just my character. I do. Um, other people take care of it for me, yeah. <laughs> but I go up and I present it. Yeah. yeah. I, I would be down for that. But that's that's a yeah. I definitely. I mean, I never even got, I I never even got so far into it that I even had like more than like two pages in a book. And for whatever reason, I've just, I would write down, because I I, like, it it all became about, speaking of, Mm -hmm. it became about playing a character that was myself as I saw my friends who were doing stand-up doing it. I was like, oh, Uh, a stand-up person writes funny thoughts down in a book. (laughs) So I would write a funny thought down, but I would feel like such a poser. I'd be like... I'm never going to say this out loud to anyone. Why am I doing That's this? How like, I, feel, I, I feel like it's like a whole nother level of like vulnerability that I shy away from because I actually am, I'm not, People think I'm comfortable in my skin, but I think that's why I like to act is because I get to hide behind a character. So like stand up is kind of the opposite of like why I act, I guess. I totally understand yeah. that. Do you do, but you do, do you improv as well? Cause uh, yeah, I love and, improv. Yeah. yeah Cause that sort of allows for, Oh, yeah. Whatever happens, happens, and it's still acting. And so it's not, you know, I don't have to write a bunch of material beforehand that I, you know, may or may not do well. Yeah, especially at Groundlings. Like, more so than, well, I studied at UCB, and I was always getting the note of, like, stop playing so many characters. And I was like, well, (laughs) that's what I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So you do, do you, I'm shocked that anyone would say that because both those schools, I feel like, are so about, like, fun big choices and, and character kind of to stuff to me maybe it was just the teachers i had at ucb but they wanted me to just be myself and like focus on the game oh right uh, in game. quotations yeah, yeah which i wasn't good at that i didn't i didn't have fun with that so i went over to ground that's more yeah that's gonna yeah. say that you're right the for those of you guys who don't know the game because also the game is a, a movie um <laughs> uh that stars michael douglas from the <laughs> 90s or early 2000s 
But also it's like, I think, isn't the game like um, a book that some dude wrote, some misogynist dude wrote about how to like get women oh, by really? negging <laughs> them by being like, that dress makes you look pretty. Like, i.e. you're not pretty, but dude, I'm telling you that dress does. I've I've been looking into so many like, sorry, this is tangent, but like self-help, like single female books. Oh, like, yeah. How to like lure a man. So, like, well, actually, yeah. Maybe I should put, pick that one up. If you want to spin the, spin, do you want to turn the tables? I guess you could dive into that. It's just like, I remember it was, it, it did make a big splash when it came out. I remember reading about it like in women's magazines that were Wait. like, look at this awful thing that this guy's doing. Cause it really was just like not about oh. human emotion at all. It was just about like, here's how to make a woman not, you know, be, not be able to stop thinking oh, about you. And it's a total power tripping kind of thing. There's, there's one also written by a female for women about how to get the guy to chase you. And oh, I forget. There oh, you it's go. called the rules. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> The game and the rules. Yeah, I the game and the rules. The a little different. Yeah, than I think it's improv, but. That's so funny, though. It's yeah. like, but I like the idea that for women, it's like, here are the rules. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, dude, it's a game. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, exactly. I hate them both. Yeah. Uh, but the, Okay, so, yeah, speaking of tangents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the game is like... Um, uh, the idea is sort of, you know, when you when you're doing improv, one of the things that 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 particularly the UCB and I think that comes from kind of Second City sort of world mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, Improv Olympic, which is another school in uh, uh, in Chicago, and a lot of you who've heard. Uh, past guests who've gone through that program um, uh, that sort of all comes from the same place and, and the idea is that you when you're improvising things like I said can kind of go all over the place and they really want to focus on like well what's the scene about like let's find a nugget that feels like it can kind of take us through the scene and sort of create kind of structure and so there's a sort of game that you play so an example would be like if you and I were doing a scene and we didn't really know what it was about yet but we were two women at a grocery store and it turned out that like everything that you like one thing happened where you make a choice to pick up a thing and I like passive aggressively say like oh is that for you it's very fattening then it would be like oh you sort of intuit that like and it plays well and people laugh and it's like oh Nicole and Janet sort of without speaking kind of understand like oh maybe the game of this scene will be everything that Nicole picks up Janet will say something passive aggressive about right, her choice and we heighten that there you and go it gets and then worse you sort of and worse it, it. yeah yeah and you get more like and more. oh a pregnancy test I yeah. don't know if you should be having children yeah. like that <laughs> sort of be See, reading the game you're really good at the game I I in my head I was like how would I heighten that I don't know well yeah. that's very that you're right that that's very structural and I think that's one of those things like when for me it was kind of like learning a sport uh, in that I mm. kind of felt like it was too much to keep track of at once. It was a struggle initially because it was like, but wait, I want to be thinking about character and I want to think about groundingness and I want to think about being a human person, even if I'm being silly. Yeah. But I also have to think about this like very structural, almost like writing on your feet yes. thing. And that was I, I that that was tricky for me too first. And I think it definitely still comes out for me when I'm improvising as I'm like, oh, that scene wasn't about anything at all. That was just like a weird voice I got excited about. <laughs> That's what I like to do. And the thing at Groundlings that like resonated with me is that one of my teachers said like you could be doing, you know, a scene with someone, you share one detail and it's like instead of, yeah, making it about like this formulaic thing, it's just like, elaborating and like taking one detail and asking yourself, well, what does that mean? And like, what, what could that mean about the character or like that person's life? And so for me, that just resonates so much. Like that way of thinking is like really fun and exciting. Yeah. Do you feel like this is, and by the way, you don't have to have an answer to this and this becomes like me hyperanalyzing, but do Mm -hmm. you feel like you're more drawn to as a person being entertained? Do you think you're more drawn to character based stuff to watch versus like a complicated plot like i would use westworld as an example of like the characters and the acting is great but it's very plot driven it's very mystery driven it's very twist driven versus a show like i don't know i'm trying to think where where it sort of feels like it's much more about like who's this character and why are they doing this and like what's their relationship to this other person oh yeah for sure i mean i i watched like tracy ullman growing up and i always loved like mad tv like michael mcdonald his characters i've always loved and so yeah tracy ullman's a great example because she's so her characters are so over the top but you feel for all of them somehow you're like that's a person (laughs) that's a person in there i know that person yeah yeah, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't like Shakespeare, I think, for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
what's going on? I can't follow anything. Did you have to study that when you're in school? Did you do um, the, like, did you do a theater program at USC? I did do a theater program. We did like a semester of Shakespeare, but I remember when I was younger and I was really interested in acting and my dad was like, oh, well, you should probably study Shakespeare. We'll send you to a Shakespeare camp. And I was like 12 and like I, I at the time was like, I think I'm like have some kind of talent as an actor like this will be fun. And then I went and I got cast as like some like super menial role that came out like in the third act and had like two lines and the teacher just like thought I sucked and and I felt like I sucked and I like couldn't figure out like why I was so bad at it. And I think it just comes down to like it just didn't resonate with it's me. So you know, specific. that's so specific. <laughs> yeah. it's almost like. It's almost like being forced to eat your vegetables. It's like, yeah. oh, don't expose someone that early to something unless they have a real enthusiasm for it. Like if you had right. just expressed, if you had been like, I don't know, I'm really sparking to this. I'm a 12 year old, but I'm really interested in Shakespeare. Then that would make sense. But it doesn't. That's it is. That seems oh, hardcore yeah. to, to sort of go acting equals Shakespeare. <laughs> well, yeah, like I mean, all the other kids, there were like my age, but they were all like. They were on their shit. Like they like <laughs> they like knew I don't know. Like I just remember feeling like so confused and like yeah, I just it doesn't resonate with me. Well, so. I yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like if if you ever would have had the chance for it too, it might have been spoiled for you being kind of forced into it True. at a young age. Yeah, that was like a bad first introduction. Yeah. Maybe as an adult now. Cuz I could now. see you doing something like um uh this is how well I know, by the way, uh, Shakespeare. What about Much Ado About Nothing? Oh, I, I don't A comedy where oh, it's okay. like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, Kenneth Branagh and, and Emma Thompson did a version of it that was a movie that was really funny and you really got a sense of the characters and there's like a lot of really funny side characters. Oh. Um, so the comedies are, are pretty fun, but like... Nice. I'll have to watch that. Uh, yeah. You might, you might get a yeah. kick at it. What am I trying to convert you now? Yeah. Like, uh, I love Shakespeare. I do like Shakespeare, but I also am not like, I have friends who belong to theater companies now who work and do, you know, film and, and television mm-hmm. stuff. And then they feel like they really get their emotional grounding from going and doing a beautiful Shakespeare play. And I clearly am not drawn to that because otherwise I would probably pursue that more. So I'm right. definitely not the person who's like, you're not, you're an asshole if you don't want to do Shakespeare <laughs> all the time. Dipshit. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I do, but I, and, and I, again, Again, like if I if I had gone to Shakespeare camp when I was twelve, I probably would have gotten. I probably would have been into it. But um, but God, there are so many things that I could have been sent to do at that age that I would have been like, what? Yeah, this isn't what I meant, you guys. You know? Oh yeah, thanks for yeah. understanding. Did you do any kind of improv-y kind of stuff before um, college? Uh, or, and yeah. were you a goofball with your friends and stuff? Did you do funny voices and stuff? Because you mentioned the stuff you liked watching. Yeah, I was, and I—I I mean, I took some improv classes as a kid at Second City. And where like, was this here? Yeah, in LA. For, are you in LA? Or, yeah, or native. Uh, I grew up in Northern California, and oh, like nice. I started acting and going to acting school in like San Francisco, and then nice. and then I was like, Mom, Dad, I need an agent, and then they helped me move to LA, which I was really lucky. They were so supportive. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, and then I started taking all kinds of classes down here, and the one thing that I noticed was like, because as a kid I was always like really shy, um, and uh, I noticed that my improv like it varied so greatly on if it was good or bad based on how like comfortable I felt within the group. And I still find that to be so true. Like if I'm, you know, playing with people who I feel uncomfortable around or like I'm insecure, it's just the worst. Absolutely. And that's a great example of that sort of mirror that weird, weirdly showbiz can kind of hold up to real life, which is, isn't that basically true of any, like, isn't that sort of true in a party environment or for us, when yeah. we're, you know, just for th- those of us who don't do it for a living, even just being in a work environment where you feel like I can't, I don't feel like I'm in a safe place where I can yeah. talk about my ideas. So I then feel like I'm a shitty worker bee. Right. I'm a shitty designer. Yeah. I'm a shitty this. And th- I, I do feel like that's one of the cool things that improv constantly reminds me of, which is that idea of like, you're only as good as your weakest link sort of thing. It's yeah. like, I like that idea of having to lift up, you know, the team sort of lifts itself up any in, in anything, you know, yeah. whether it's performing or not versus like, yeah, you want to be the best at something because you really want to stand out and make everyone else look bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I guess like you, I, I didn't like, that really didn't click for me until like even a few years ago. Like I was always just like, 
wow, why am I like really like funny sometimes? And other times it's like I feel like I'm just falling on my face. And like, of course, everyone has those experiences. But even taking classic groundlings, like I had a couple teachers and like classes that I was in where I just felt like the black sheep or something. And I was like, wow, this isn't going well. But like the class I took right before this, right. I felt like amazing. How confusing. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I don't know. Like, that's I'm, I'm a glad big you lesson. stuck with it though, right? I mean, that's because oh, yeah. I think it would be easy too for someone to go, oh, I guess I was wrong or I've lost yeah. it. You know, we yeah. kind of go through those phases where we're like, oh, I guess I... I guess this voice inside of me that's scared is really the loudest, most correct voice. And I need to listen to that one and not listen to the drive in me that thinks, wait a minute, though, I think there's something yeah. here. I want to do that, you know? Yeah, I guess I'm sure all performers have had those moments. I mean, I've been like laughed at by agents who I've auditioned for. Like, like, yeah, I mean, oh, I, I, oh, okay, you haven't had experiences like that. Well, I only because I've, no, I've only had, I've never had to audition for an agent, but I'm sure, I'm sure That's I've had auditions nice. where I've got, I mean, like for casting agents yeah. where I'm sure casting directors, why well, I'm sure they've I've walked out of the room and they've been like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's like really crazy, like to experience that as an adolescent when you like don't have a strong sense of yourself yet. And, yeah, sorry, you and I, I were don't talking know why about we got on before. such a downer of a subject. No, I think there's, I mean, it's just because you're talking about vulnerabilities yeah. doesn't make it a downer. I think it's, I think it's encouraging again to face that stuff and yeah. push through it. I mean, right. that's because the easiest thing to do is go, well, that was humiliating. I'm never going to do this again. Yeah. And that's something that we all go through. Like right. that's the hardest thing. So I think it's super impressive. And we were talking about this a little before we started recording that I, my point is if I had had those experiences like you and thank God you pushed through because you're on a show and you've worked mm-hmm. and you know, that's how we met. It, yeah. it, I just would have, I think I feel I would have stopped. I feel I would have, I was so timid wow. that I just would have been like, oh, I'm terrible. And I just would never have wow. pushed through. And so I think it's incredibly courageous when someone goes, yeah, you know what? I'm not for everybody. Yeah, I'm not like I'm special. And that in in, in and of itself means not everyone is going to be like, you're my favorite. Like, right, right, right. There, are, yeah. there can only be so many Tom Hanks in the world. That's why yeah. when I say Tom Hanks is an example, everyone nods their head because there aren't 50 of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm definitely thankful for those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, do you have siblings? Uh, yeah, I have an older brother. And were you in San Francisco proper, or were you in? Uh, so would you come no, in like to do the the stuff? suburbs, these mm-hmm. suburbs, Livermore, Fremont. Mm-hmm. I was born in San Jose. I moved around a little bit as a kid. So. Yeah, what did you? Yeah. Where were you moving? Uh, moving around, if you don't mind me asking. Oh, uh, <laughs> good question. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can we pause this uh, time and make a couple of calls and see if I can get to the bottom? No, of I don't know. I think my my parents uh, like this is. Wow, I didn't expect to be talking about this. My parents, I think, like, they, um, I feel like a lot of people are, like, born into families that are already, like, very comfortable. But I just remember as a kid, like, we weren't poor, but my parents were always, like, trying to, like, like, kind of, like, grow themselves financially, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, their careers. And so I kind of grew up through that. And, like, we would just move because... I don't know to get like a new house or yeah, just oh, there's we could afford a better house in this neighborhood. So right, oh, no, listen, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, so like no reason in particular, I guess just just that my parents were like growing in in, in themselves and yeah, and that's also maybe stuff they're not necessarily going to walk you through as a child. They might be yeah. having conversations about their goals and how to meet them, but they're not going to like sit you down and be like, all right, listen, this is our checkbook statement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they but I have ideas. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh. Uh, yeah what's know. your ethnic background if you don't mind my asking um my mom is japanese so mm-hmm. she's from japan she's very traditional born in japan yeah, yeah. um like yeah right after like world war ii yeah. so she's like super conservative um and my dad is from california he's like irish catholic background how did they meet uh, they met in Oregon. They won't really tell me the story. Oh, They're very vague about it. I think it was at a bar. I'm not really <laughs> sure. They're like, we really got to come up with a better story. It's yeah. just so casual sounding. Yeah. Every time I ask my mom, she's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, okay. Funny. Yeah. She's, oh my gosh. She's like... Um, like a very like old Japanese person. And I don't just mean in her age, but just like her points of view about stuff. So it's yeah. been interesting, like growing up with that and then coming to LA and going to college out here and like just, yeah, that's like such a 
clashed sometimes with like the values I was brought up with. Sure. And, but you said that they were supportive when you came down. So it oh, wasn't yeah. like that, you know, it wasn't yeah. like your parents were like, absolutely not. No. This and is, you know. yeah. And every time I book a job, they're like so happy for me. Like, I don't mean in that way, just like, I mean, my mom is like a woman and she taught me kind of like Japanese values for like women. And, and that doesn't always imply that you like ask for things or you, you know, you don't want to really like stand Such out. a different culture. Yeah. My experience in Japan was exactly what I sort of expected in the sense that anything that I had known, that I'd come to know about Japanese culture rudimentarily or whatever just from being in Japantown and there's a bit larger Japanese community in Mm -hmm. San Francisco and sort of working I worked for a store where we worked with a lot of Japanese kind of importers or Japanese artisans and so whatever my limited experience was much more so than just like seeing something on television but I definitely felt like um I felt that in in Japan and some of it was wonderful like this idea of being of service is something that is so different mm-hmm. in the in Japanese culture, and I I love that there's an honor to that, and I loved because I worked in retail, and I th- mm-hmm. I really was like I don't feel that you're better than me, but I do feel like my job is to be of service to you yeah. in this environment, and that doesn't demean me. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Um, and I really felt that in Japan, but I definitely felt a difference in the way women would or wouldn't meet my eyes. You know, I'm this. American who's just like happy to be there and smiling and making like meaningful eye contact and burying my fangs at everyone and like a positive, you know, and there there really was more sort of this like, why is she looking at me? Why is she meeting my eyes? Like, we don't do that, you know. How long were you there for? I was only there for a couple of weeks, oh, but okay. I just felt, I just felt, yeah, a, you, you know, I it. felt a difference yeah. and, and I, fe- I did, I f- felt like a big puppy dog. It was like, Hey everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're like slow to warm up to people, I guess. And that's, I just, I don't know. There's like so many little things where as an adult now I'm like, oh, it's okay for me to like, you know, be a little loud or like voice my opinions on things or ask for stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, it's been a process like learning that too. Did you have a, did, did you have a, a community, like a Japanese community that she was a part of or was, were no. you guys just kind of in the, the sort of cultural mainstream? Of um, I mean, I area? had like a, I had one Japanese friend growing up, but I've never, yeah, like I know a lot of like Asian people who like kind of like to, um, I, I don't want to say isolate themselves, but like there's, there's a whole like Asian American community of actors, obviously. And like, um, even in college, like, you know, there's like Asian frats or sororities and like for myself, it's not that I'd like deny that part of my heritage or culture. I feel very like Japanese, but, um, I just find it like limiting to like, like super like immerse yourself and like being in that one like group mm-hmm. of people and like especially as an actor like I don't yeah and be... you're interested in people yeah. and characters and personalities yeah. so I could see you being drawn to like as much of a melting pot as you could be perhaps. right yeah exactly yeah. yeah what was your high school like what, what was it a public school um yeah I went to high school so I had moved to LA and I started so as you a really sophomore. were that young you were like I know I want to do this mm-hmm. I got to get down there yeah and did they come with you yeah they came okay. Okay, was, like okay. the whole family moved. In my mind, I was imagining you finished high school and then were like, I'm going to oh. LA and they supported that. But wow, they really came down with you. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Did your brother go too? Um, yeah, my brother, he started going to USC. So we all like moved at the same time, basically. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and I, I started as a sophomore. My parents moved to Simi Valley, which is like this mm-hmm. little suburb right outside of LA. And uh, I went to high school at Santa Susana High. Uh, it was a performing arts high school. Oh, but. Cool. Yeah, I wasn't really involved in, like, the theater there even because I was so focused on getting an agent and, like, auditioning outside of school. Like, I just knew that that's what I wanted. So I was like, I'm not going to bother with these Uh school plays. (laughs) (laughs) I got my sights set Yeah, I've got my on-camera acting Uh class to go to. (laughs) Did you – do you feel um, a pull when you're – like – when you do, and then you went to USC and you mm-hmm. studied theater, yeah? Mm-hmm. Does Do you enjoy, I mean, the, the onstage experience of being in comedy, particularly improv, is very different in my experience from being in a play. Mm. Um, and that, in turn, is very different from being on screen um, and being, like, in front of cameras yeah. and having that kind of production day. Did you ever have a time where doing just, like, a play every night for a few nights, in whether it was in college or not, did you have that and did that 
did you enjoy that? Because um, they're okay, very so different. I, I didn't. My <laughs> my theater professors at USC were. Uh, I don't want to like say anything bad, but I don't think I was like ever like a favorite, and I I never got cast in any of the plays. Like I was always auditioning outside of school, and that wasn't actually supported really hmm. because they were like, well, if you book a job, then you you know what are you just gonna drop out? So they they never cast me. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just an excuse I'm making up. Maybe I just sucked. Who knows? Well, were you, how, how was the work side of things going? Uh, it stuff? wasn't, it wasn't going great at all. No, but I was, I was always auditioning and like, I would like book commercials here and there and like have little gigs, I guess. Did but. you feel like you got pigeonholed? I'm trying, I'm thinking back to like mm-hmm. my friend Lynn Chen has done the podcast. I'm thinking, or like, uh, someone like Susie Nakamura. I'm trying to think of friends of mine who are Asian who, mm-hmm experienced like and some moments feel like they experience the benefit of being sort of a rare gem in the comedy world and other times feeling like I feel like this is a part that anyone could do and yet it will go to a Caucasian person who's not do you feel like you um were I don't want to say hurt but like do you feel that the business kind of was like what do we do with you Oh, um, yeah, that's like precisely what happened, especially because I'm half Asian and like I used to have like long, dark hair and this like I had this like manager who was a total hack (laughs) who will remain nameless. (laughs) But she was just like, you should be hot, like blah, 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 blah. Like she just like wanted to make me into this like cookie cutter, like quote unquote hot Asian girl, which I like wasn't. And and I just... Yeah, again, I was really young. Like, I didn't know what my strong suit was necessarily. It was kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall and just seeing what <laughs> stuck. But also, like, I yeah, I wasn't like the nerdy Asian girl and I wasn't like the hot white girl. So it's kind of like, what what am I? I mean, even still now, it's like, what what am I? But I've gotten lucky enough to, like, find roles in people who are accepting and, like, open-minded enough to be like, oh, yeah, it's okay that you, like, don't look like... I don't know. Yeah. Anyone in particular, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. I hope yeah. that I do hope that it continues in that yeah. direction. Cause I yeah. definitely, um, when you think about, I mean, I don't know, like for most of us, I think we look at, we look at around, we look around at our friends and then we don't like look on TV at, I might as well use friends since that was a long running <laughs> example and it's called friends. Yeah. <laughs> You don't. I don't know that that many of us look around and go like those. Yep, that's it. Yeah. They all look like that. Like yeah. that's who my friends. You know what I mean. Yeah. And so having that diversity, I think, is great. I feel like British television. I I notice the diversity less, yeah. which means they have been doing it longer and better. I agree. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't think about a mixed race couple on a British show until yeah. I until I realize that I've been watching a show for two seasons and I'm like. Oh my god! I just realized, yeah, like he's black and she's Caucasian, yeah. and it does not. I I accepted it immediately. Whereas sometimes with American television, I feel like not always, but I still feel like there's this sort of like self consciousness about diversity casting. Where oh, completely, you're like, I don't know why this. I don't know why I'm noticing. I don't think it's me. like there's something going on here that's making me notice this in a way that I wouldn't otherwise. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because I mean, I just speak from my own experiences. But like most of the time when I audition for TV and it's say that's like about a group or like a film, whatever, it could be about a group of like four girls who are friends and like <laughs> It's just it's always like the the Caucasian girl is like the lead and then like her minions are like the the you know the ethnic people who like fill in the holes. So right. Uh, yeah. Mean, you're really right. Yeah, like it's just it that hasn't changed much. But actually I think Superstore like is a great example of And that's you know, the show that you're on. Yeah, the show that I'm on. Tell us about so it. So proud Let's get of it out there. <laughs> Uh, it's on NBC. Um, yeah, it's a half hour comedy. And uh, I mean, I just like I think our creators are so awesome because they chose people based on their their abilities and like how well they fit the characters. You know, America Ferrer is obviously like Hispanic and like that role wasn't written for a Hispanic woman necessarily. It was nice. just like supposed to be the female love interest of the show and so i i don't know i just think it's great and i remember like auditioning for my role which at the time of the pilot it was like a 17 year old pregnant teenager in missouri right so i i remember thinking like oh there's no way i'm gonna book this like i don't look like what america probably thinks of a 17 year old teenager from missouri looking like as a half Japanese girl right um and so every step of the way when I got a call back I was like oh they really mean this to like 
this is really my appointment. <laughs> like maybe the assistant yeah. messed up. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm still like pinch myself cause it's such an awesome opportunity. Yeah. Who else is in the cast? It's uh, Mark McKinney, Mark in America, McKinney, and America, you. me, Colton Dunn. Colton. I love so Colton funny. Dunn. He's Have also you met wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, we work together. Well, we know each other from the UCB world oh, of course. and I've done Key and Peel, and he wrote oh. on Key and Peel, And then we also were, he was on burning love with me so we, oh, I, I i love him yeah yeah so you, he's a yeah. star yeah, yeah he's yeah because so i remember funny. the reason i asked you to reiterate is that that was one of those billboards where i was like oh my god i know almost all those people like mm. this is gonna be an amazing show yeah yeah um yeah. and and lauren ash who i don't yep. know if you'd yep. be familiar yep. with i know lauren i don't i don't yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i don't know her personally but i think she's great i'll have she's, to have her on the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. she's hilarious and uh, nico santos who's actually a stand-up yes yeah. yes i mean listen to that that's a cat and also like that's a great representation of like who's like working blue collar in america yeah do you know what i mean so that's really cool Mm -hmm. i'm very excited about that yeah usually i don't even talk about current projects by the way so you know i'm enthusiastic (laughs) because i'm like i gotta talk about this right now (laughs) Um, how did so let me ask you this how did um uh romance kind of fit into you because you sound like you're very driven and if you felt like you were more interested in kind of the outside of school stuff did you feel kind of distant from everything that was happening in your high school or did you have great relationships and friendships while you were still kind of being very focused on on auditioning and stuff (laughs) (laughs) no uh no the answer is no i didn't like uh in hindsight like i think i was like so ambitious and and probably like a little like uh socially inept like i did have friends in high school like one of my best friends today is even um i met her in high school and like we're we hang out all the time she's amazing um but yeah i didn't ever go to parties i didn't go to proms like i didn't date i was afraid of boys um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i I didn't have like a big uh, social life in high school. What did you do? What did you get excited about doing um, that wasn't kind of uh, in pursuit of the dream? Did you, or maybe even just watching TV and stuff was, um, but did you like okay, read? I, Were you a music fan? I have a really bad memory, so it's hard for me to like, <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, what did I do on the weekends in high school? I because I didn't, I didn't party and like, I didn't really hang out with people like on occasion yeah. I would. Um, I was really into music though. I remember like, discovering like emo when i was 16 and being really into that that can be very all-consuming and it's something you can enjoy completely by yourself like whenever when doing other things yeah oh my god i sound like such a loner no (laughs) i wasn't um a total loner but yeah uh were you into any sports or anything not i did i did ballet when i was younger but i kind of like stopped i didn't there wasn't a studio where i I, in simi valley so i didn't really continue that it was just about like yeah auditioning oh an acting class obviously i was always in class or doing some kind of improv thing so yeah those were really like the things that took over yeah yeah did you um and when did you start dating in college Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I met my like first boyfriend like my last year of college. I graduated a year early, so I was like a junior. Was there any part of you that was like, oh, I see what this is about? Or, or oh, were you no, like, no, I, I was ready when I was ready. You know what I mean? No, I, I always wanted... No, it's not like I didn't like boys. Like, I definitely did. It was almost to my detriment that like I was like so not interested but like i just didn't know how to go about it and like my mom obviously being japanese like i mean i think that's a huge part of it yeah like like i don't i don't know how people date over there but like i just didn't know how to flirt like i just remember there's this boy in one of my acting classes when i was like 15 and i liked him so much and like i just couldn't talk to him and probably a lot of people have that experience um but yeah every guy i was interested in like i just could not talk to (laughs) Did you have boys who liked you that you were like friends with that you were like, Ugh, why can't it be the guy that I really like that likes oh, me? Oh, no, I have that a lot like lately. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm like finally in my mid 20s and like yeah. actually like dating around now, I find that that happens sometimes, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, if you're in a position now where you can kind of speak your mind more, then at least it doesn't feel like you're getting input, but you can't. I want to say oh, put yeah. out. That's really no, not what I'm yeah, saying. That's not what yeah, you mean. But, but yeah, the idea that you no. Could, you know. Now my problem is that I like chase after the wrong guys. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> What's your dad like? Uh, my dad. What's he like? 
Um, he's pretty silly. I don't know. He's uh, my dad's really silly too. Yeah. I feel like that's where I got a lot of my silliness. Which oh yeah, same. Like, my yeah. my parents like now that I can you know I can like see them for who they are now that I'm an adult and I'm like removed from Isn't them. That kind of a wonderful relief. <laughs> It, yeah, like, it is. I'm starting to really get perspective on this person as a human <laughs> yes. instead of just my boss or like someone who kept me from stuff or is, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I can see now, like, they both have, like, such a great sense of humor. Like, they're both so silly, so goofy without even knowing it, probably. Especially my mom. Like, she probably has no clue, but. Yeah, they're both, they have great senses of humor, so I'm sure that's where I got it from. Nice. I got to get back to this emo thing for okay, a second. Okay, okay. <laughs> what kind of music did you like when we talk emo? What were you getting okay. into? <laughs> I was really into, oh, I'm embarrassed to admit this, Panic at the Disco. Which, okay. Which I still, like, occasionally listen to. Yeah. I mean, really, there's, a, there's a real, uh, there's a real, like, generation of Smiths-inspired kind oh, of, like, yeah. emo-y sort I of stuff. I love Smiths. Yeah. Didn't get into them until college. Yeah. Um, uh, Taking Back Sunday and God, do I, mean uh, I mean my that, chemical romance sure sure those they're still going strong yeah uh those are like the main ones i think did you and, and did you feel like they get me like did you have a feeling of because you were kind of a little bit more of a loner even if it's by choice because a lot of those a lot of that music is kind of about being a loner by choice it's yeah, like I, i'm not understood but i'm okay with that yeah i'm I just gonna write my poetry i don't know if that's what it was that that uh resonated with me i think maybe it was just like this super emotional aspect of it like i just like love that and then i got into like more like indie music when i was like oh that's not cool to listen to oh, <laughs> and then did I be- you feel like it wasn't cool I mean, I even now I'm kind of like, oh, that's like, it's like just silly, I guess. Oh. Um, and yeah, like I, I was friends with this one girl in high school who was like, just so like cooler than thou. And like, I remember telling her that I love the killers and she was kind of like embarrassed for me. Like she was like that girl. Oh, stop. She, the killers are, fu- the killers are like that. First of all, that's not emo, is it? No, that's no, it's like not. It's like more, alternative, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, what does she think is cool? I got, get um, her on the so phone. So she introduced me to a lot of cool bands that actually i like still love like um broken social scene and yeah okay you know, well, that's Jose indie. gonzalez like uh, like love for Jose a, gonzalez for a 17 year old it's just yeah. you like are like oh my god like well l- let me tell you something right now i have like i have a mix that i listen and i do call it a mix up not a playlist <laughs> nice. i have a mix on my iphone that i listen to <laughs> when i go biking and i have like three killer songs and i have like eight jose gonzalez songs so oh, interesting your friend can eat it yeah. Oh no, she can definitely eat it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> she was she she turned out to be like a bitch and like not a great person. But but like you know when you're like 16 yeah. and you know no better, oh, she was yeah. like the older sister who was just like, yeah. You don't want to do that. To. This is for your own good. You need yeah, to listen to this. Instead. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's one of the things I think as I'm and I'm definitely older than you, but as I've gotten older i have a lot of affection for stuff that i went through a period that i was afraid to admit i liked and Mm. there's something so freeing about being like yeah i loved him like i was listening to james taylor at the same time i was listening to the cure (laughs) as the same time i was listening to run dmc or whatever and to be like and that's who i was and i was quirky whereas there is definitely a period of time i was like i don't know i kind of regret being that you know being so into that (laughs) i think i'm like on the verge of that because to this day i'll tell people i like panic at the disco and i still like get some looks and i give it five more years and then you're going loud and proud yeah, to I panic so. at the disco show and all these other people are gonna be like we were so cool and like high five each other thank you everything comes back around yeah yeah do you I think play any right. musical instruments uh i played piano growing up again japanese mother pushed uh-huh. me into that <laughs> she's upset that i don't practice anymore i just i just don't I don't enjoy it, which is sad because I do love music. And like yeah. when I learn a song, I love playing it. But it's like that process of reading the music and like it's just really tedious. So I should probably sit down and try, but I'm bad at it. No, I get it. And I think that's I mean, that uh, that's another thing where I don't know where the age thing kind of kicks back in, where certainly there are people who get to an age where they're like, God, I, I now I feel I would love it if I had just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know. I'm not a big one for regrets. I think that's, the, you know, unless it's about something that you, you hurt someone else and obviously you learn from it and you don't want to hurt them again. But in terms of something like that, where you're like, for someone to be like, oh, I never should have given up the piano when I was little. It's like, dude. You can still go play the piano. I understand that you now feel like it could have been more important to you, but the fact of the matter is it wasn't. So when you're 12, 13 years old, when you're 9 years old, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, most of us aren't thinking, 
I hate this now, but I'm just going to stay with it because 40 year old me is going to be really <laughs> glad I did. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and mean, like, if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. And there are people who, you know, yeah. like most, like I have two guitars that are sitting there collecting dust and probably more, I have more than that oh, <laughs> elsewhere. Wow. And like, I, you know, when I feel like playing them, I'll play them, but I don't, but my friends who love noodling around on guitars, they're not making themselves pick up their guitar. And we're yeah. different. And we both know how to play, yeah. but they have a different relationship to it, you know? And there yeah. might be a point where all of a sudden you're like, I kind of want to play piano again. And all of those things are still there. You know what I mean? All of those things. Like, yeah. you might be a little rusty, but you could start. But I feel like don't don't start again until you feel like, I'd really like to do this, you know? Yeah, I, I appreciate that their support on that. <laughs> <laughs> I will wear a button that says that if it will make you feel even more supported. Um, okay, I'm gonna just get. I'm gonna get into the smash game. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Uh, the first one I'm going to do is, um, this one definitely makes sense to me because of the conversation we just had about music, which is, uh, imagine, give me three, you know, with mash, you'll end up with one eventually, but give me three bands and I want you to feel very free to say whatever you want. Okay. No judgment. This is not a, ju- this is not a, a judgy group of listeners, yeah. uh, that you wish you could sort of magically either be transported to the show or they could almost just like appear somewhere and like play you a song for like just you. Oh my gosh. A- any band, like Anyone. current, living past. dead. Okay. Let's put down, let's put down the Smiths. Great. Um, modest mouse. Cause I always yes. wanted to see them perform. Nice. And then, um, I'm down Jeremiah. Great. Great. <laughs> Own it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Let's do three, uh, vacation homes somewhere, anywhere in the world. Uh, and imagine that getting there isn't like a hassle. Oh, okay. Easy. Hawaii was Great. just there. Love it. Um, Japan. Cause that's like my second favorite place. Awesome. And, uh, I'm going to put Fiji, which might be redundant, but I love tropical islands and I've never been. So but that's your vacation home. You get to decide yeah. uh, how many have you been to Japan with your mom mm-hmm. to visit family? Yeah, and lots stuff? of times. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. How yeah. early on did you start going? Oh, since I was a baby. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. Where Where is her family based? Her family's in Nagoya, which is about two hours away from Tokyo. Okay. Um, and they're all so old now and... Uh, so we don't really stay with her family anymore. Like in the last few years, we've just gone to Tokyo to like play around and like see her friends and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's That's nice. great to be, to, to remain that connected. Yeah. yeah. I love Japan. I would love to go more often. Yeah. It's not like a play. If I had a, a reason to go more, I would. It's yeah. More, it's definitely more like a, this is a huge vacation thing. Like let's spend a lot of money and go oh, to Japan. Yeah. But yeah. Like. There's not, there's not, I haven't experienced a lot besides like just like socializing with family and friends while I'm there and then, and then like shopping and eating. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'd what, like to see more of their nature and like mm, do, mm-hmm. do more things oriented to that, but I haven't had the opportunity. Have you gone to other places besides her hometown yeah. in Tokyo? Like I've been just, to uh-huh. Kyoto, but again, we don't really like veer that far off because yeah, the people that we know are in those two areas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had like friends visit who have been like more places than I have just because they're like, you know, they want to like tourists see everything. And they're going, they're yeah, see yeah. But I would like that experience as well. So is that something you would ever do with your mom or is that more of like, I think that's going to have to be a thing I do just uh, with a friend or a boyfriend or as an I adult. Think, yeah. I think it'd be really fun to go with friends cause I've never been like clubbing, which I think would be so fun to do. I'm sure I it's do like that. a whole other yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like like hiking and doing things like that. So I think when I'd you say you've been lots of times is it like a kind of a regular like we go once every two years or yeah basically i i went like once a year i would go for like the whole summer or like a month or two do you speak japanese Mm -hmm. that's great yeah and number one language i wish i could just easily really like no yeah (laughs) do you know any other languages and just french and a little bit of spanish but like i I wish i knew french i don't know i I feel like it's I feel oh, like you don't I, have. I think it feels like those the the languages that are so far removed where you know with French I feel like even an American can look at written French and be like I can take a pretty good guess on what that says I you know? know versus like Japanese is characters and just it, there's no there's no sort of like link for me where I can go oh, oh right. well let me you know in Spanish the word is this in yeah. English the word is this and in French the word is this they're not that different from each other you know yeah it's just a totally different thing and it's such a beautiful language yeah 
Yeah, I guess. It's very musical to me in a way that other Asian languages, and again, I'm, this is a very untrained ear, but mm-hmm. that's the experience that I, just as me, feel like I had. I've all, Yeah, and I've always wondered what Japanese sounds like to someone who doesn't understand it, because I, I You've agree. never I, not understood yeah. it, yeah. I think I like the way it sounds, too, so that's interesting that you say that. I, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Have Has that ever come in handy for you with work? Has Have, there, have you ever mm, been... No. I foresee that <laughs> in your future. I, I foresee you being in like a movie where you're going back and forth between Japanese and, and oh English. yeah that would be cool I've, I remember I've had a couple auditions for like character roles where it'd be like a, a Japanese girl who's like and they, they always write or the things that I've auditioned for those characters have been written like very like broadly but it's like but it's pretty fun to play that too <laughs> and I've always and I've always wanted to so I, I hope like one day I get to play like do you feel you know. like you're channeling your family like you have and you sort of have the you're like I get to make fun of this because this is my family you guys and this is like a certain quality that my family has right? I I never looked at it like that I just think that like Japanese girls are funny and like I just I like taking that on I guess it's different than who I am so, yeah yeah do you have uh do you feel any draw towards um the sort of Harajuku or the kind of like so like like it, going there and seeing I mean and by the way I'm saying this as someone who who kind of is like apparently I would still like to wear like a very frilly dress that has <laughs> yeah. like six petticoats underneath it because I'm looking at this girl going like you look great oh oh you have no idea every time I go to Japan I end up buying like at least like a few pieces of clothing that as soon as I come back to LA I'm it. just like what I can't am I going to do wear this, this. <laughs> yes like why did I waste yes. my money on this? Yes. Yeah. I love getting swept up and stuff like that. But it it's just, true. I come back and I'm like, huh, I don't yeah. know if I'm going to be able to... When you're there, it's, it puts you in like a totally, I mean, obviously different setting. And then I, I think that I'll be able to like make it translate here. I'll be like, I'm just like a little quirky walking down the street. And then yeah. it, and then I'm like, no, I don't have the guts to do this yeah. in LA. Like, I think I have <sighs> I really to be in Harajuku. I really hear you. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I, I'm, I had a feeling I was going to want to start the match game early because I was okay. like, I probably have a lot of questions okay. for her within the context <laughs> okay. of the game. Okay, let's do. Um, well, remember when I said I wish I could just download in my mind no Japanese just tomorrow? Mm. Give me three skills that you wish you could wake up tomorrow and you've just like your brain has just downloaded kind of like oh. in the matrix. Okay, um, I just took up surfing like in the last nice. couple of years, but I would love to be like just pro level at that. That would be amazing. That's um, something that seems like it takes patience that I'm afraid I wouldn't have, which is kind of a bummer. So much patience. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Especially for someone like myself, I didn't grow up like near the beach or anything. So like learning every aspect of it, like about the water and the what ocean. drew you to it? What made you think like, I, I don't even know. This. It's something I always wanted to do, but because like my, like most people who grow up surfing, like learn from their parents. But since my parents like didn't, and I don't know, I didn't have any friends who did like, I I like I remember like looking into like lessons in high school and like I was like oh this is so expensive like I can't do this and then finally like I established myself and or I'm not established but like my career like settled to the degree where I was like oh I can like take up this hobby and like spend some money and like learn how to do this and and it's just been like so like eye-opening and exhilarating in like so many ways (sighs) I I just love it yeah I feel like I do have an a fe- an awe of the ocean that is tipped too far into fear where yeah. i am kind of like i don't i don't know if i belong here I <laughs> should mean, i be I have, here i have those moments too i actually went out today to uh near manhattan beach oh, and nice. the waves you know from the shore they look like pretty friendly and then you paddle into them and you're like oh fuck they're huge (laughs) um so yeah i still have days where of like that where i'm like oh my god like i don't know if i should be out here blah 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 it's all about i guess like yeah baby steps like getting more and more comfortable and yeah yeah that's great yeah sorry so surfing okay surfing two more um well i did ballet growing up i'd love to be like amazing at that too not able to like do like 42 fuates or something um and Actually, I, I think it'd be really cool to be able to play guitar really well. So I'll great. say that. Yeah. Great, great, great. Okay. All right. Let me get this uh, classic mash out of the way, which is um, your alternate universe uh, could be boyfriend, could be husband, could be like, you could just name one person that you're like, I mean, I just want to have sex with them whenever I wanted to, <laughs> but I wouldn't want to be in a relationship. Okay. So you have the control over like 
who it is and then also what that relationship looks like if you oh. want. Um, and it can be anyone. It could be character. It could be someone from a book. So I have could to be say, just a character that someone plays. You, know, you can be like Ryan Gosling or you can be like just Ryan Gosling in the notebook or whatever. Oh, okay. So I have to say who it is and what I want to do with them. You don't have to say what you want to do with them <laughs> unless you would like me to know that. Do you know what oh, I mean? Like, okay, it, okay. It, you could just like if you're if you love Ryan Gosling, you love Ryan Gosling. My assumption is going to be like that's your alternate universe relationship. But like there may be somewhere where you're like, look. I just want to fuck the character of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. I, but I don't want to like make him dinner. I'm afraid that my parents will listen to this. Um, I really apologize. Okay. It's okay. Just to your parents. Mom and dad fast forward through this part. If you find this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Tom Hardy. I would. Right. Yeah, I would. You know, whatever. A few hours in the sack. Sounds fine. <laughs> um, and oh God, who else? I'm this sounds terrible and I hate this about myself, but I like, I love male models. Like I just think they're so hot and beautiful. Yeah. Um, and there's this one named Miles McMillan who is right. actually That's gay, is but if he was straight, yeah. I would, I would marry baby. him and have his babies and live happily ever after. Right. And then, um, Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name, but he's like the grandson of like a pro surfer. And he's also a musician. His last name's McNamara. So let's put that down. Okay. We're just going to call him McNamara. McNamara. I'm, I'm open to anything with him. Okay, so great. <laughs> I love it. I love how easily those answers came to you. It's very satisfying. Um, okay. Let's do, since you love doing characters and stuff, let's do um, the idea of you sort of getting to step inside the body of someone else for a day. And it can be, again, anyone. It can be anyone from history. Wow. It can be anyone just kind of like to sort of experience what life is like in, as a different person. Whoa. Um, I think it'd be really cool to be Kelly Slater for a day. Because, right. damn, yeah, he can just... He's, yeah, so awesome. Um, and then who else would I want to be for a day? Why? I've never thought about this. Um, oh, Rihanna. That nice. would be so cool. But I, I want to like perform as her too, not oh, just yeah. like a random day. We'll like she has to be on day. tour. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then I would want to be like, Oh my god! Like maybe like Giselle Bundchen, or just like the most beautiful woman, and like see how different people treat me. Uh, that might be very eye opening, and I don't. Yeah. Mean, I mean, listen, no one's saying like they probably have it really hard, but like it might be eye opening because yeah, it might be like oh, this person is a lot meaner to me than I would have expected. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm so curious because I pick up on that a lot. Like between girls, you know, there's like a lot of like. I don't know, cattiness that goes on. I know, so I wish yeah, there were less. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Uh, okay, next category will be let's do three movies that you can step inside, and it's not that you're a character in the movie, it's that you get to just like hang out in that world with those characters as long as you want, but it's not like you're completing the plot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you could go be at Hogwarts and <laughs> hang out with all the freaks, um, or, oh. you know, but you don't, you're not like Hermione, you're just you. Okay. That makes sense? Um, yeah. That's, that's the most I've ever explained that very popular question. I, I love way. that question. Okay, um, the first thing that comes to mind is Sicario. Okay, great. Because I love all those like drug trafficking movies, like being like a the gritty secret agent or something. Yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> um, and then, oh man, why is this so difficult? It, oh, it Totoro. Is. By the way, you're answering a lot faster than most people. So oh, the fact really? that, oh, yeah, good. the fact that you think this is difficult, usually. And I say this with all love for previous guests, but typically, and this is how I am too, because sometimes people play this with me when I do their podcast because they know I do it on mine and they want to get back at me, rightly so, because someone will say something and I'll be like, wow, you can edit out these pauses, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is hard. Oh, and then you just immediately yeah. come up with someone great. Uh, what did you just say? Just um, Wait, I said Sicario and then I said... What? Oh, Totoro, Totoro, which is an animated Japanese film with Great. like really fuzzy characters in it. Wonderful. Um, and then, hmm. yeah. Do you like anime? Do you ever? Did you? That's a huge thing in Japan. Is that something that you? Yeah, I like Miyazaki. Too, yeah, I'm not. I'm not like super, super entrenched in it or yeah. anything, or like an expert by any means. But I like his movies. Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, and then, oh my gosh, this is such a good question. <laughs> any movie oh oh like um 
like gangs of new york great like i want to know what mm-hmm. it's like to be alive in that time i period. really really get that i spent yeah. uh, a really long time talking about that with someone recently it was not on the podcast but i i really went off on sort of this like idea of cities that we because we just don't have that same experience with history the way yeah. someone who lives in paris or someone who lives in tokyo or someone yeah. like places that have just been around for yeah. ever yeah and so even just the turn, like, oh, ni- 1900s New York. Yeah. It's so fascinating yeah, to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. Yeah. Gangs of New York. Love it. Okay, let's do... Um, mm-hmm. See, I'm taking longer to come up with the categories than you are taking. Let's do time travel. Let's oh, do... You any- can visit and witness, since we just talked about that with Gangs of New York, yeah. um, places and times that you would like to see. You're not in danger, so nothing Whoa. bad's going to happen. You can just see it almost in a safety bubble. Whoa. I want to... be future, too. I want to go to Hawaii, like, before it was um, colonized. Nice. That would be cool. I've been listening to this podcast um, uh, called Offshore. It's called Offshore, mm-hmm. and it's... It's actually kind of a bummer because it's it's exploring racial tension in Hawaii, oh, but it's yeah. covering a really interesting case about um, a visiting FBI agent who was off duty and got into an altercation with uh, a local who, mm-hmm. and they'd both been drinking, and he ended up shooting the local. And oh it's been a God. huge deal because there's so much tension about this idea of sort of like Caucasian dominance and this. Oh kind yeah, of, there's a you know, lot and, of racism and, and, over there, and uh, and and so and I guess on both sides, a sort of like predilection for you know um, l- local natives to sort of look askance because of that history, and then that and then also people coming in being like oh yeah you might get into a scr- you know a scruffle with like this person and so it just keeps and so it's it's been really interesting cuz but it's also heartbreaking because you do kind of want to think of Hawaii as this great melting pot and in a lot of ways it is and in a lot of ways it has tremendous problems and it's oh, such I, a young state and yeah. it's like you know it just wasn't that long ago that some white person killed their queen you know what yeah. I mean like it's just a oh, problem exactly. but I, anyway I was surprised by that last time I went over there and I didn't even know that they have a I think it's called an anti-Howley day which mm, Howley there you stands go. for white people yep. and it's like people literally just like bully white people for the day yeah. and it's like uh like everyone like everyone knows about it i was so shocked but anyways they, so, yeah. they totally mentioned that on the podcast oh, they do. so if anyone's interested it's like i feels if now i'm i'm sucked in it feels necessary to listen to um but yeah there yeah. I, I but i love hawaii and i don't and i look the way i do and i hate the idea of yeah. showing up and being like here's my money here's my <laughs> mainlander money you know no, I think as long as you like respect them, I think that that's what they're Deeply. really looking for. Yeah. yeah, is like for people to respect them and not just and come also, and like. And that's actually a really interesting point about the podcast too. And then I'll move on. Is um, is this idea uh, which I found very interesting? And my only personal experience with it is, and I've said it ad nauseum on the podcast, but like the grade schools that I went to, whites were absolutely a minority, and we would get teased and bullied, oh. but. I'm just that like I'm comfortable with that because that's what I kind of grew up around. But I think what happens to a lot of white people in Hawaii is they get bullied or they get they experience racism the way many people of color experience racism in the United States. And they feel they don't know how to handle it. Like they're like, I can't believe you're treated this way because of the color of my skin. And, you know, most of the rest of Hawaii is like. I mean, welcome to how it is for most people who aren't white in the rest of America. Like, wow. that's just what, you know, yeah. you're not, you're just, you're just a minority here. Like most people yeah. are a minority in this, in this culture. There, it's such a melting pot that there aren't that many, like, this is the one predominant culture that, you know, is in charge of everything. Um, and so, yeah, this idea of like the fact that it feels worse somehow to a white person who hasn't experienced that. Whereas somebody who has experienced that is like, yeah. Yeah. People give me shit because I'm black or people give me shit because I'm Asian or people get, you know, so that was that part of me was like, yeah, you know what? I'm totally comfortable going there and being called a hellie as long as someone isn't, you know, hurtful towards me. If they're if if, if it's sort of in jest, but it's also like representative of like, yeah, this is look, this has been our experience. Like you kind of have to at least acknowledge that the only reason you're here is for the same reason that we're calling you this. Mm. Uh, I I, I guess I'm okay with it. I'm not going to be like. No, you wait a minute. You know what I mean? I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, you better not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I'm saying? This sort of like, yeah. how dare you? Yeah, is like, I yeah, see. how dare any of us? Right. How yeah. dare any of us? You oh, know? That's a really good anyway, point. Uh, Hawaii, I really went deep on that one. Okay. Uh, Hawaii pre-colonization. Uh, pre- yeah, so I don't know, maybe like 1700s or something. Great. Um, and then I want to be in... Uh, in France, like around like you know King Louis the Fourteenth, yeah. like when they're like, have doing you been watching well? Versailles? No, it's another interesting. Okay, got it. It's check a really that good out. show. Yeah, yeah. I watch too much television. Clearly, I don't. Watch I like enough. being at home a lot. <laughs> um, I I'm fascinated with the French culture, and yeah. and um, I totally inherited that from my mom, and and that's it's a really it's a it's quite good. It's and it's Louis the Fourteenth. It's him building Versailles, oh, and this idea of like all of our sort of French fashion and etiquette and food, all of that stuff is how we're going to lead the world. We can't expect to do it just with like the military. And it's interesting how much that sort of perpetuated itself. Like, Oh, he really started something like he really like there are echoes of that to this day. People talk about, you know, French culture and French food, but they're not talking about, you know, the French Navy or, you know, right. I I mean, I'm kind of weird because like that stuff is cool too. It's interesting, (laughs) but I'm also really interested in just like, like the i always wonder about like the hygiene of that day Awful. <laughs> like, like stuff yeah. like that i'm just like uh, what was like i don't know what did people smell like, dude, like no totally I just wonder about that kind no, of no totally there's like, um what did they I do was, with their leftovers i like, was just i don't know absolutely i was just listening i was re-listening to i read it as a book and then yeah. um and i'm now i was listening re-listening to it as an audiobook the book the devil in the white city which is about the um the Chicago world's fair and, um, Mm. and the description of like Chicago in in that time period, there was just like a, like a ranches and slaughterhouses in the middle of town. And so there's just the smell of, you know, when you're driving from San Francisco to LA and you smell that slaughterhouse smell, that's what like all of Chicago (laughs) smelled like. Just imagine wearing like a beautiful fancy dress with a bustle that's dragging through horse shit on the ground and going into like yeah, a hat disgusting. store and you're smelling the smell of slaughtered yeah. animals i mean it's mind-blowing wow yeah 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 that's, so that's, agreed wanna, on the hygiene I wanna, thing I and that's what and that's what it. they talk about on louis the 14th yeah. uh, in versailles there was not very many bathrooms so people would just go behind like a partition and just go to the bathroom and yeah, yet they're wearing the, this regality. Yeah. It's such high meets low. You're like, Blows whoa. My mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Okay. Love it. Hawaii. Okay. okay. Uh, France. Um, great. And then, gosh, this is, yeah. Oh, and then, oh, no, wait. I want to pick something else. Um, <laughs> um, I'm literally like imagining like a map of the world and like, I love where it. I want to be. Um, You're making a little red uh, Indiana Jones line with a little plane. (laughs) Where am I flying? Um, Oh, and then, yeah, I I mean, this is pretty obvious maybe, but like Egypt, like around the time of the pharaohs and all that. That'd be really cool. I want to see how that stuff happened. I want to see it. I want to know how they built the pyramid. Absolutely. There's a reason that's stayed a fascinating mystery for centuries, you know? Yeah. Great. Okay. um, Final category. A lot of pressure here. A lot of pressure. Pressure, I'm feeling it. <laughs> Let's go. I'm trying to think of some of the ones that um, that uh, listeners send in. Sometimes I feel like I just had a really good one. I've completely forgotten it. Let me thumb through here to see if I can find any old ones. Look, <laughs> look at how worn and weathered wow. these are. How um, have you been doing this podcast uh, a few years, I guess. This is Whoa. like I'm in the 220s, I guess. Oh now. my god. So um, let me just see this. Uh, Oh, this is cute. It's very. This is this is cute, and it's sort of lower stakes. But okay, um, this is the this is this is from uh, one of my listeners, Nick. This uh, is a question that dates back to October of 2015. Um, this is a, a I, the the I'm game question. You have the ability to, at the snap of your fingers, make people interested in playing three games with you. So we talk about this idea of mash here, and now within <laughs> mash, we're doing a game within a game. It's very Inception. Three games. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you sort of like uh, would just be really fun, especially if you're with people that you're like, oh my god, these are my heroes, and now I'm going to play charades with them or something like that. Oh. Um... Okay, I've already or it could talked- be like a sport too, if you wanted. Yeah, I, I mean, I've already talked about surfing so much, but yeah. for me, like, like the funnest thing ever is just like be in the water with my friends Great. and and so if i could do that with like you know seth rogan i'd probably yeah. be really fun awesome <laughs> great perfect answer um and uh let's see here what else mm. 
Oh, um, I want to do like like a makeup party with like Kylie Jenner. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that would be <laughs> fun. <Great. laughs> um, uh. And oh, oh, this is like the most obvious thing. I'm just trying to think of who I would want to cook for me. I feel like oh, it'd nice. be really yeah. awesome to have like a cooking party with oh, like some like amazing idea. chef. Yeah. Um, I just pick like wolfgang puck for the hell of it love it spot goes pretty good he is a legend yeah okay great all right and this is the last part where um you tell me when to stop and then i do a little non-math and i give you your 100 percent guaranteed mash future okay wait do i what do you so mean you, I tell you i'm gonna stop? start doing something but then okay. like you basically just tell me when to stop it doesn't have to be for very long okay so at any point stop okay <laughs> <laughs> We just made like really intense eye contact for a second before. Okay, I'm gonna pause this. I'm gonna okay. do this, and uh, and then I'm gonna announce the results. Okay. All right. I have uh, so I, what I feel is very good news for you. Oh, cool. Um, let me see where to start here. First of all. Let me go ahead. Now, listen, it gets a little confusing. As you know, MASH, uh, MASH stands for Mansion, Apartment, Shack, and House. So <laughs> you ended up with an apartment in Fiji? I'm not sure exactly. Oh, that's still great news. I guess you're, you know, I mean. That, I, that probably means I have a house yeah. in LA yeah. and I have the apartment yeah, in Fiji. Yeah, you got Fiji. your apartment in Fiji. So yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it might not be right on the beach, but actually maybe it is. I've never been to Fiji. I, I, think, it, I think it is. Okay, great. Yeah, I think it's on like it stilts or something. Yeah, It yeah, is on the yeah. It's an apartment on stilts, 100%. <laughs> right there at the water um i want to congratulate you on uh your oh you know by the way uh, even though you're all the way in fiji uh, this can certainly happen here in la but also when you're in fiji you can have wolfgang pup come over and just like yes. cook you up a meal here it is yes. right in front of you awesome. beautiful uh so that's fantastic and then you also can have the smiths play for you uh oh, whenever so wherever great. pretty nice i'll tell you who's going to enjoy that is your uh boyfriend miles mcquillan Ash, your yes. husband. <laughs> that was the most girlish, best response ever. Best news ever. You definitely got oh, him. I love him. You got him. Uh, you can work some of your ballet moves on him. Okay. <laughs> your beautiful, graceful ballet moves. Uh, when you guys want a little adventure, I want to reassure you that you can jump into the movie Sicario. Oh my god. You can visit ancient Egypt to see how the pyramids are built. Sweet. And uh maybe he won't mind if for a minute you step away and become Kelly Slater <laughs> just for a day. Uh fantastic. Wow. Some really, really good outcomes. I, I'm very happy that you're so pleased with your alternate universe. Husband. I can't imagine it being any better. It's honestly. pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um cool. Thank you so much for doing the yeah, podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh uh, we already talked about Superstore, but it's on NBC and what when is it air? Uh we come back in January. Nice. I'm ashamed that I don't know the date, but okay. we're on Thursday nights on Thursday NBC nights. Yeah, at Thursday 8 p.m. On NBC coming back yeah. in, in January. And they yeah. can catch up um on Hulu NBC.com for the first uh season. And nice. yeah, we're halfway through the second. So great, 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 great. Yeah. Um awesome. Uh and are you on Twitter and stuff? I am. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Or you just at Nicole Bloom with yeah, an H? Probably. Just like search for it, I guess. I don't <laughs> Give know. It a Google. Give I don't it a Google, know. But yeah. That's what search engines are for. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.